welcome to the Byte Rabbit podcast, where we talk about WebXR, that's VR and AR on the web. My name is Jonathan, one of the founders of Byte Rabbit. Hi, my name is Florian, I'm the other founder of Byte Rabbit and a WebXR game developer. And my name is Darius, intern and WebXR developer at Byte Rabbit. Welcome everybody to the Wide Rabbit podcast. Today we're going to talk about how big engines work for WebXR, especially like Unreal Engine and Unity. I think Darius, you have some experience with uh, bigger engines, right? What have you used before? Uh, I've, I have used um, Unreal Engine for a VR treadmill simulator. So oh, nice, cool. You could walk across the moon surface and run on a on a mechanical treadmill. Yeah. It's like curved, so you have to move. Uh, the speed depends on how you walk. So there is mm -hmm. no um, um, no electronics or something. It's mechanical. Yeah. And the other I project was in Unity with the Hololens, where I had to program. I, I mentioned it in the last episode where I did the Navigator app. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, you got therefore experience with A-Frame on the one hand and those engines on the other. How do they compare like from a development uh, fluidity standpoint? Which so, do you prefer? So it's quite easy to, to get started in A-Frame. So it's, it's way faster, I think, than developing a whole game Unity or Unreal. Mm -hmm. So you have, if you use Unreal or Unity, you have a, a big package. And you 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 have to choose the things you you have to you you work with. And yeah, A frame is quite simple. You can use JavaScript. Yeah. And yeah, you don't have to learn C plus plus or or C sharp for Unity. Mm -hmm. so, so if you if you come with uh, web development, it's easier to use, I think. Yeah, right, definitely. But uh, I guess with uh, A-Frame, most of those features, like the cool rendering features that Unity and Unreal Engine provide aren't really available, right? Yeah, of course, they are not available because the performance is a big issue in WebVR. Yeah, definitely, 100%. Uh, I guess, Florian, you're also like a professional in both Unity and Unreal Engine and have completed like huge projects with both. Um, yeah, I've I've made a huge VR and uh, yeah, mainly VR projects in Unity yeah. before. Uh, we had worked previously before we did web uh, XR stuff. We had been working on a lot of um, games in Unreal, in Unity, and another um, health project in uh, in Unit in Unreal in VR. So yeah. that was pretty eye-opening experience when it came to seeing how the workflow works in both engines and also compared to something like A-Frame or 3JS. So how do you think do they compare? If you want to build a bigger project, would you choose a WebXR project? Would you choose Unity or A-Frame? So what's going on right now is Unity is starting to um, move towards Unity Tiny, which is supposed to allow for the exports of small projects. Mm -hmm which is definitely something the web is going to profit from. They are starting with um, HTML5, normal HTML5 games now, but are considering moving to 3D, VR, and other types of web apps in the future. Yeah. So that's going to be pretty interesting for WebXR, which I really look forward to because Unity brings a lot of people in. Mm -hmm. And that's going to be pretty 
pretty fun to see more developers trying to make WebXR games because I think a lot of people just don't know about A-Frame and and are just like don't want to do anything else besides Unity. So uh, having another platform to export to is definitely a plus. Um, what the biggest difference when it comes to working with these engines is is definitely the organization of assets of code and everything. So since JavaScript doesn't have this classic editor, I mean, you can have other tools that you use that are similar to Unity that have mm -hmm. this engine type IDE. You mean like the editor? Yeah, yeah, the editor. Like and a WYSIWYG editor for games. Exactly. It's like kind of a WYSIWYG editor. And I think there's like the A-Frame Inspector, right? Exactly. You there's an like... A-Frame Inspector, which is not really intuitive in my opinion because it kinda, it's kind of laggy. It's in the browser and it's... Um, it requires a little more finesse to use, I feel like, because you can't really save the scene, right? So you have to export it. And I have done the mistake of like getting false information out of copying out stuff and oh, things like yeah. that. So uh, I'm really like not going to use that as much. And it also doesn't support um, as many features as like a fully usable editor. It's just a scene outline that allows you to inspect things, basically. Yeah. With, That's what the name basically yeah. <laughs> implies, right? <laughs> yeah, a and inspector. Like, having an editor is actually really fun, especially for something like Unity, where you can just test the thing you're working on mm -hmm. by just pressing a play button, and like the user experience of making a project in Unity is just very good. And I had to get into having a good workflow in A-Frame by using things like browser sync, using things like... Um, using things like the A-Frame components yeah. because that wasn't as apparent in the beginning how exactly A-Frame was going to be used. And getting into that was um, took some time, I'd say. But yeah. obviously I think... what, what the advantage of Unity is is the um, that there's like a huge uh, user base behind it. and uh, But since they're using dots now, it's going to be a little different when it comes to programming. Yeah, so dots for everybody is like the data-oriented uh, system that's Unity, yeah, that Unity is building that's supposed to bring performance by default. Just yeah, so it. it's Entity Component, uh, ECS, Entity Component System. And so well, it what was an ECS is... before, but now it's data-oriented. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I haven't worked with that that much, so I'm not really aware. But I should, I think I'm going to check out Tiny again. I had done yep. that previously when it was very um, early in the stages. Yeah, but it spots and... 3D now, right? So it actually starts to get usable for our use cases, hopefully. Yeah. And we also, uh, when we started Constructor Kid, the first game project that I made was also in Unity. Yeah. Uh, for WebXR. Play... Yeah. yeah. You can play barrels on a website, but mm -hmm. uh, I don't, I'm not really sure if it actually gonna, it's actually going to work on anything right now because it uses WebVR and... I haven't really yeah. tried it out. With 2019.1, the huge problem with uh, Unity HTML5 export was that it doesn't run on mobile browsers, at least not officially. You can like hack it to like remove the warning that basically prevents the game from running when you're on a mobile GPU. Oh, no. But um, <laughs> if that happens, then it just lags. It's horrible. And the output package, the HTML5 package, is like 
ginormous. It's yeah. huge. It's that was uh, one of the I don't know twenty megabytes or something, which is crazy. Like all other games, no, none of the other games reaches more than five megabytes in total. But um, yeah, that Unity game Barrels was like twenty megabytes or something. It was crazy. It, it was crazy. I mean. We actually tried to scale down a lot, so like the textures don't look as good anymore, and yeah, the the all of the like uh, I don't know that that game project was the first one, and I'm really like definitely sure that it contributed to us not using Unity anymore for making web VR projects because it just wasn't as uh, viable as using a frame, which uh, yeah definitely allows for a lot more what do you call it, stability in terms of uh, future-proofing the game and actually, Definitely. you know, using it cross-platform and not just with old APIs. Yeah, it's just simply more lightweight. I mean, at the moment, yeah. the experience of barrels on the quest is that it start, tries to load it for, I don't know, a minute or longer, and then it doesn't even run. So it's more like an if, if it would be able to run because uh, of the mobile GPU thing, um, then it would just like lag around with like one frame per second or two. Yeah. So it's like totally, it's just simply not really possible to make a decent web VR game with Unity at the moment. And Unreal Engine, I actually started to build web XR support for Unreal Engine once quite a while ago. I actually messaged the people, uh, the developers from Unreal Engine, uh, whether they uh, were planning on web XR support and offered to build it for them. Uh, but I never get got a response back for that, which was kind of that sad, I found. Um, but they're also, the package is like huge. The export package is huge. They are all WebAssembly based, which generally is really cool for performance. But I guess because they have so many features that just aren't sensible on the web, um, it like just blows up the package yeah. immensely. Like, why do you need PBR shading, which is like super high fidelity, or like different post-processing shaders. I mean, 3GS does those uh, too, right? That's, I mean, that's way more lightweight than Unreal Engine and Unity, but... Yeah, the systems yeah. in those engines are usually a lot more robust and a lot more maintained. So they have huge code bases for simple things like physics. And when you do web <laughs> physics on the simple web, it's, <laughs> it's usually like a lot, a lot less future, uh, feature filled and it's a lot less less big and it's yeah. uh, it's made for the web basically and Unreal yeah. Engine is made for native stuff and it's like trying to you know wear a shoe that doesn't fit you it just doesn't work so <laughs> yeah it's like both uh, Unity and Unreal Engine kind of shoehorn their HTML5 yeah. targets in I think um, with Unity you can get semi-decent results but not for web VR like just not yeah, just for native, for VR. native web is, I think, like, definitely yeah, a lot for classic web, it's, like, okay if you want to, like, build HTML5 games with that, but loading times are still, like, really hard, heavy, and uh, just web VR is not performance-wise, doesn't hit the target. Yeah. So it's, like, really uncomfortable to use. Yeah, I think 8th Wall has, like, an editor, like, an IDE thing for, um, which exports A-frame, right? Exactly. But... Uh, I find with A-Frame, though, and we noticed this in Barista Express, you kind of hit the um, the scope of what complexity you can achieve in the scene because it doesn't optimize anything for you, really, except for like maybe make the textures power of two if you don't didn't do that 
before anyway. Um, so it's kind of like uh, all of these uh, engines, Unity and Unreal Engine, have this huge benefit of them doing like compile time, so to speak, optimizations. Like when, when they export the package, they do proper optimizations on the assets, on the textures uh, and everything to get like decent sizes, compressed textures and so on. And um, Atlas textures, uh, build light maps, so, so on. Um, yeah, so that's kind of missing for uh, WebXR. I wish there was something in uh, someone's working on that kind of does uh, all I, I wonder who that could be. I, th I think Rabbit <laughs> might be working on some graphics engine, possibly, that uh, does exactly that. Yeah, that could be very, very interesting. Um, if you're really interested in that, uh, go check out wonderlyengine.com, but uh, be sure to remember that everything is very work in progress and we're very early in development. You've tried, uh, you both tried the Wonderland engine, which is currently in like a very internal secrety release schedule. Um, what's your uh, totally brutally honest experience using it at the moment, Florian? It's in development, is that what I'd say? <laughs> That's all you're going to I, I like on. a lot of things about it, but uh, it's definitely in development. Like every time I use it, I find a new bug that needs to be fixed. But yeah. you're doing an amazing job on like working on them, getting the bugs done, and having the proper release schedule and actually maintaining it. Like respect to that. Thanks. Um, I think we should do like a totally new episode uh, on the Borderland engine, maybe a week from now or so. Uh, yeah. Darius, I would like to uh, get your opinion on so, the Borderland engine too, though. Like brutally yeah. honest. You can say everything okay, you want. Okay, so I like it super lightweight, so it's just 15 MB. That's cool, so it's fast to load. <laughs> and the newest version. Yeah, but that for for the listeners, 15 MB for the entire package. That's like the editor and the runtime and everything. That's not the WebAssembly yeah, output. That's not the, like output. The, the package that you upload. That's the engine. And yeah, I, I'm looking forward to work with it, of course. But right now it's still in work in progress, as you both said. So it's kind of buggy yeah. sometimes, but it's fun to use, of course. Yeah. And the export is also pretty small compared to Unity and yeah other engines. I think Project so Tiny kind of, kind of compares to it the most, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I just recently saw like this three um, D racer, tiny racers project that. Uh, Unity uploaded and it's like four megabytes. It's really cool. I think the runtime is, uh, is pretty similar to what the one line engine runtime is at the moment. The one line engine runtime obviously is not super optimized yet, but uh, like just with the rough basic abstract ideas that I had to get it down to a very, very small thing. But like there's loads of things like um, I think a third of the binary currently is text rendering because we're doing that super uh, suboptimally and stuff. Yeah, but let's move yeah. all of that discussion to a totally new episode on the Wonderland engine uh, sometime in the future. Hopefully, until then, we'll have more bugs fixed. Definitely. Let's do that. All right, thanks for listening, and have a nice day.